What's going on, Reds fans, and what's going on, baseball fans? Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. On this beautiful Tuesday, let's talk about these Reds. Yes, again, we've got another loss to talk about when it comes to the Cincinnati Reds, and the month of September so far has been pretty abysmal for this Red Legs team as they look to secure that second wild card spot. They are now a full game out. Padres didn't play yesterday, but a full game out of the second wild card spot after dropping another game. This one to the Chicago Cubs. We're going to talk about that here in just a minute. Also got some thoughts on Wade Miley and they're going up against Adrian Sampson tonight. That's all coming up on today's podcast. Thanks for joining me. Let's get going. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, that wasn't exactly how we hoped this road trip would begin. It's a nine-game road trip. The Reds do have a couple of off days that split up the three-game series, so it's not as if it's just a complete marathon where they have to worry about this and that with fatigue and stuff. Although we are in the point in the season where fatigue is becoming a huge factor, and you can kind of tell it with the way that some guys are approaching at-bats very quickly, very just lethargically really if you watch it and it's kind of crippling them yesterday let's talk about this game yesterday the Cubs did anything they wanted look I know that in the sixth inning the Reds came back and tied it we're going to talk about that a little bit more in depth here in just a minute but all they needed was that first swing from Ian Happ a three-run home run in the top of the first or bottom of the first inning was basically what set the tone for the entire game because for the next five innings, the Reds couldn't do anything. Now, don't get me wrong, Sonny Gray did settle down after giving up that three-run shot, but the lineup gave him no help. Again, another start from this Reds rotation that will go down as a quality, well, he pitched five innings. It would have been a quality start had he pitched one more inning. David Bell decided to take him out in the sixth and put in Mike Moustakis, which didn't do anything, but... Another good start by this Reds rotation that has been wasted. This lineup is crippling the Reds right now. In the month of September 2021, they looked like they did in the month of August 2020 when they couldn't score at all, when they couldn't get hits at all. And we can talk about the BABIP. We can talk about this or that. The point of the matter is they got to win, and they're not doing it because the lineup has been a huge reason why they get shut down yesterday again by a lefty Justin Steele we talked about his first start against the Reds he did give up two runs he were off of a two run home run from Jonathan India he didn't even give up that this time he gave up a you know I mean he had a rough inning there in the sixth and he gave up a couple of runs after walking and hitting some guys and things like that but for the most part, uh, until Max Schrock hit an RBI double, the Reds had scored three runs in two games and two of them off of hit batsmen with the bases loaded and one of them off of a wild pitch with a runner on third. That's not going to get it done for any team, let alone the Reds who are chasing this playoff spot. So they really struggle through this game. And then Michael Lorenzen came in in the eighth inning with a clean slate, nothing doing for the Cubs. He gives up a hit and he gives up another hit and he gives up the lead. Well, he, 
he gave the lead back to the Cubs because it was tied at that point. Now, the, the thing for me that really was the catalyst, so you had the swing from Ian Happ in the first, and on the red side of things, the thing that kind of put the nail in the coffin, as it were, was in that sixth inning when the Reds were rallying, when the Reds were scoring. I mentioned the situation of the wild pitch. The bases were loaded. Nick Castellanos was on third, and there was a wild pitch. It gets away from the catcher, goes all the way to the backstop. The catcher has to go run and get it. It's not a situation where the ball bounces off the backstop and comes back to him. He has to run and grab it and throw it to the pitcher, and the pitcher doesn't even catch it. It gets away from it. And so Cassiano scores easily. The guys on first and second, though, which I'm not blaming the guy on first because he wouldn't have moved. Uh, he would have moved had the guy on second moved. A. Eugenio Suarez is on second base while this is all happening. And you see him get a weird late break, but it's only when the catcher is about to throw it to the pitcher. So at this point, yeah, you're not going to go. The thing of the matter is, He's on second base. He should have broke whenever Castellanos broke. That way, the Reds would have had runners on second and third. Because of that, you had runners on first and second, and the double from Schrock, yes, Gino scores, but if you had runners on second and third, Cabrera, as Drupal Cabrera, who got the start at first base, which... Ugh, I, that was that was rough, but he would have been on second base. The double by Schrock would have scored both of them and given the Reds a 4-3 to three lead in the sixth. Because of Gino's inability, in 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 uh, that's not the right word. Because of his lack of uh, lack of acting, let's come up with the right word here. Because he didn't act, because he didn't go to third on the wild pitch, that pretty much cost the Reds the game. I I know that you know there were still plenty of innings after that, and the lineup could have done something against the Cubs bullpen that's been suspect at best this year, but. You look at that play, and that set the tone for the rest of the game because the Reds were on their heels the rest of the way. I, if I look at this, my biggest question was why. And the only thing that I'm coming up with is the fact that Gino has had such a rough year and a year that he realizes how much he has missed the mark so far as expectations are concerned. And he is aware of what Reds fans are currently viewing him as. He looked at this situation, and he thought – there's a chance I might make an out here and I don't want to do that. I, I, I don't want to make an out and, 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 and do something bad and, and get out. And I, I, I would feel bad if I made an out. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stay right here, stay right here on second base. Not going to make an out, you know, that, that way I don't make an out and I don't mess up. Well, because of his inability to act, the reds ended up losing. There were more to that. I, I understand, you know, the bullpen gives up that run and all that stuff. But that right there is the point that I look at in the game. And I say the Reds were rallying. The Reds had a shot to really put it on the Cubs. And they decided to lay off. And Gino really decided to take his foot off the gas pedal. And collectively, that took the Reds' foot off the gas pedal. And they lost. That's how I view that game. Real quick, though, I do want to point out Sonny Gray, another good start by him. Uh, after the three-run home run by Ian Happ, he settled down magnificently, was pitching very quick innings. I like his change of approach. There seemed like after coming off the IL, he was trying to pitch like Luis Castillo. He was trying to pitch like a strikeout guy. He wanted to get those swings and misses. He wanted to get those high strikeout numbers. 
and it just wasn't working. It was running his pitch count up. It was making him look like a mediocre pitcher, and now he's got the right mentality. He is making hitters hit his best pitch, and they're not hitting him. There's a lot of weak contact other than that Ian Happ homer, and I think that this is the version of Sonny Gray that is really going to benefit the Reds as we hit as we are in the middle of this stretch run. The only problem was David Bell decided that it was more important to get a run in the sixth, which is correct. I mean, they could have went and got the lead. The problem was he put in Mike Mustakis, and Mike Mustakis has just been some kind of off ever since coming off of the IL. And, uh, yeah, that was a wasted pinch hit at bat. And then the Reds were into the bullpen. So I think that he could have went longer. He could have went another inning or two. We'll never know. All right, coming up here in just a minute, I want to talk about this uh, this slumping Reds team. It, it, it's been a struggle recently, and I can kind of pinpoint the, la- uh, the point where it really turned. We'll talk about that here in just a minute. Before we talk about that, though, I want to tell you about the fantasy sports, the daily fantasy sports site that is putting you at the advantage. It is stathero.com. Check out stathero.com slash locked on today, and you can get 300% more on your first win. Go to Go to stathero.com, check them out. They've got daily lineups for MLB. Of course, right now it's just Major League Baseball. And, and then coming up with the NFL, they're going to have daily fantasy for that as well. What happens is this. Stat Hero is not some algorithm. You're not playing against the computer. You're playing against some people that set up a lineup at stathero.com, and they show you their lineup. They will say, look, this is who we're picking today. We're picking Joey, we're picking Frank Schwindel, and we're picking a couple of other guys. Dare you to beat us. See if you can beat us. They show them, and then you get to set your lineup. It's you against Stat Hero. It's not you against 30 gajillion billion other people, and probably a good number of those people have had all day to figure out how to set up that lineup the best way they possibly can. No. You against Stat Hero, winner take all. Period, plain and simple, the way daily fantasy should be. Go to stathero.com slash locked on to get 300% more on your first win at Stat Hero and check out the daily fantasy sports that puts the player in the driver's seat. That's stathero.com slash locked on. All right. Um, this has been, uh, been a rough stretch. Um, I, I can excuse you if uh, right now you're thinking that the Reds aren't making the playoffs. And uh, shout out to Josh in Tennessee. He texted the Lockdown Reds line and he said, uh, how's your guarantee of the Reds making the postseason feeling right now? Well, they're not in the postseason right now, but there's still plenty of time left. I still feel like they're going to make it. I, I don't believe that they are out of this at all. I, I think that they've got a really good shot, but they got to figure out what's going on. They got to figure out what's wrong. I can point all the way back. We're, we're going to take it all the way back to the beginning of the series against the Cubs at Great American Ballpark back on August 16th. Ever since then, the Reds have been struggling. Look, I know that they swept the Marlins there after that Cubs series, but even then they were starting to see the offense tick down. They scored six runs in the first five runs in the second game, seven runs in the third game, but then only three runs 
in that final game. That was against Sandy Alcantara, who ended up dominating them in Miami. But all in all, that is where I sort of mark the Reds' struggles because now you look at it, they have lost seven of their last nine games. They are... do some counting here. Oh my gosh. Yes. Counting on a podcast. This is fantastic. Um, they're two and three in their last five and, uh, sheesh. Yeah. Not, not good at all. It, it, it's been a really bad stretch for this Reds team. And, and the first thing that you point at is the lineup. You're looking at this. They scored three runs yesterday, one against the Tigers on Sunday. They did score five last Friday, but they gave up 15. Four runs, one run, one, 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 four. They're they're not living up to their even their average offense here recently. And that has been the biggest bugaboo. I mean, you kind of try to point to the bullpen and giving up a couple of games, but really the bullpen was the problem early in the season. The bullpen's kind of stabilized now. Now I know Michael Lorenzen kind of gave that up last night, but I still think that the biggest problem right now is just getting the lineup on track. I think what we saw from the Reds earlier on this season was, all right, this guy's hot. He's carrying the lineup. Okay, now he's coming down a little bit. Now this guy's on top of the world, and he's carrying the lineup. The problem is everybody's down right now. There is nobody that is carrying this lineup. You don't look up and down and you say, that guy's doing it. Even Nick Castellanos, who is maintaining to get a lot of hits, and I love that he's still doing that, the problem is there's nobody on base when he's getting those hits. Now, that's not his fault. That's everybody else's fault. But you're looking at Jonathan India, who's taken a step back. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that this is the longest season of his career. He's never played this much in any one year, going all the way back through college, high school, all this other stuff. Major League Baseball, we always say this about a Major League Baseball season. It is a marathon like no other. 162 games is far and away more than any season than anybody has at any level of baseball. So India's getting his first taste of that, and he's trying to figure out how to maintain himself, let alone maintain the just astronomical levels of performance that he has given the Reds this year. So I'm not like sitting here and saying like, oh, this is Jonathan India's fault. I get it. I understand it. Plus, you're looking at a lot of guys like Tyler Naquin, Aristides Aquino, which don't get me wrong, Tyler Naquin had that really good stretch in May and that really good stretch there in August that you love to see. But for the most part on the whole, Tyler Naquin has been an accessory to success. He has been a kind of guy who, yes, it's nice when he hits well, but if we're really relying on Tyler Naquin to be that guy, then we probably aren't uh, doing all that well because that means that the horses that should be carrying should be pulling the cart really aren't doing that. And we're missing Jesse Winker, something awful. Hopefully he's supposed to have a rehab start. And if you kind of uh, read between the lines of what David Bell was saying, he doesn't think it's going to be that many games. So it's something that we should be seeing him back fairly soon after beginning that rehab fingers crossed. Hopefully he does not, re-injure something because an intercostal strain, you know, the muscles around your rib cage and stuff like that. I don't have many muscles around my rib cage, so I'm probably not going to get an intercostal strain, but the muscles around the rib cage, it's just something you have to let heal themselves. Hopefully they are by the time he gets that rehab start going because they need him in this lineup. He is a guy that you lean on to carry. And when you put him and Castellanos together, we saw what happened earlier on in the year. That was beautiful. 
And Joey Votto, too, has really hit a bit of a slump here. I thought it was funny. I forget the national publication that wrote about him, but they were talking about the the tear that Joey Votto's on. This was written just a few days ago. And they're a little bit behind. He was on a tear about a month ago. Not right now. Right now, he's in a bit of a slump. And you're not seeing much. I mean, Tyler Stevenson is trying to give you something, but again, longest season of his career as well. Tucker Barnhart's come back down to his the back of his baseball card where early on in the season he was really hitting well. So everyone collectively is down. Somebody needs to step up. Hopefully they step up today because we're kind of getting to the point where losses are mounting at a time where you can't afford to give up that many losses. And I just, I hope it happens soon. All right, coming up, I got a few nuggets that I want to share with you. And we're going to talk about Wade Miley and Adrian Sampson. Before we talk about that, though, I wanted to let you know that I get it. This is 2021. We want to pull everything together. We want to, you know, get all of our entertainment options under one television. The best way to do that is DirecTV Stream. Go to directtv.com today to learn more about DirecTV Stream because what happens is they take everything, your favorite sports, shows, movies, everything all together, whether it be live television or on demand, and marry it in one thing on DirecTV Stream so you can do it all on your television. You can flip between each one. You don't have to have multiple devices going. You don't have to bog down your Wi-Fi bandwidth in your home because you got your your television, your computer, your tablet. All of this stuff is running at the same time. You can put it all on one TV with DirecTV Stream. Check it out today at directtv.com and bring your television into the 21st century with DirecTV Stream. Also, go to rockauto.com for your next auto part for your car. If you're trying to replace like a brake light or maybe a turn signal, I know those those go out a lot. I always hate that really quick clicking sound like that's not how it goes, but whatever. You know what I mean. Whenever the turn signal sound gets really fast and really annoying, that means you need a new turn signal. Go to rockauto.com to find that turn signal because they've got every single part for your car, bar none. And I'm talking about if you got a Honda Civic from this year or if you got like a Bel Air from years past, if you're trying to restore a classic car, Rock Auto can help you out with that. And they've got every single part for your car, and they've got an easy-to-use interface to help you find it. Go to rockauto.com today. Check it out. On the left side, they've got this long drop-down list with every single like company for cars that you can think of, even some that really don't exist anymore because they're old classic cars. They've still got parts for them, and they're a family-run business that they've been doing this for over 20 years. They know exactly how to help you find exactly the part that you need. Go there today. And when you're in the checkout section in the How'd You Hear About Us area, type in Locked On to let them know that your pal Jeff sent you from the Locked On Reds podcast. That's rockauto.com. And in the checkout section in the How'd You Hear About Us area, type in Locked On. Rock Auto has all of the parts that your car will ever need. All right, real quick before we jump into uh, looking at tonight's pitching matchup, I got a couple of nuggets from a trustworthy source that, number one, in Louisville, we're not going to see a whole lot more of Nick Ladello. He's being kind of ramped down for the end of the year. Uh, they kind of just want to see him get some rest. He's had a nice season, but he's also dealt with some injuries, so it's going to be something that there's not going to be a lot 
more to say about Nick Lodello the rest of the year, unless there's some kind of an emergency, which I, I, I don't think there's going to be an emergency to bring Nick Lodello out of it. But with the blister thing that he dealt with early on in the year, and he's been back on the injured list for varied reasons, probably best to just see him take a rest, the rest. How about I say the word rest a lot? Um, take the rest of the season off and then use the off season, whether he plays in winter ball or what have you. I'm not sure what that plan is there, but uses the off season to get healthy and get ready for next year, because next year he's going to be counted on. I, I firmly believe that if the reds are serious about contending that Nick Ladello and Hunter green are going to be part of that plan in 2022. So we're going to see him in the major leagues and we're going to see a big spring training out of him could be the kind of spring training where he just announces emphatically that he needs to be in the major leagues. So what's one or two more starts going to do? Good time to shut him down. I agree with the report that he's going to be shut down the rest of the way. Also something else, and and they talked about this on the radio broadcast as well. Jose Barrero is on the taxi squad with the Reds while they're on this road trip, mostly because Kyle Farmer is due to become a daddy. He's waiting for his first child, and when that happens, Jose Barrero will step in. Hopefully that means that Jose Barrero will step in every day. I don't see another guy on this roster playing shortstop every day while while Kyle Farmer is um, on the paternity list. So I would love to see Jose Barrero really take that chance and run with it and give the Reds a really hard decision as to if they're going to not play him the rest of the way. I I would love to see that. And then one other nugget too, and this is an interesting thought because as we get into this point of the season, a year after a shortened season where we talked about how's pitching going to look in the month of September, we've seen Wade Miley kind of take a step back. He's due to start tonight. We're going to talk about him here in just a minute and why that's a step back for him. Excuse me, but we're, there's a report that either here or in the very near future, they may skip his turn in the rotation just to give him some extra days off. Not because he's hurt, but because it's to that point in the year where you really want to keep him fresh. A healthy and fresh Wade Miley is absolutely key to any playoff success the Reds might have. He's going to be a guy that they lean on because he's been a guy that they've leaned on all year long. He's been probably the most consistent In fact, it might not even be probably. I think he is the Reds' most consistent pitcher all year long, and you want to have that if you do make a run into the postseason. So with that comes the idea of maybe giving him some extra rest, and there could be a situation where Hunter Green is the guy that gives them that extra rest. Now, we're not talking about Hunter Green coming up and pitching a complete game. It's probably going to be a situation that I would see where maybe he comes up, pitches like three innings like what Casey Mize did with Detroit. In fact, if I'm the Reds, that's a really attractive looking option because you can get him some exposure. You can get him into this playoff race. You can get him some MLB you know, I'm about to say at-bats. You can give him some reps in the major leagues, and you could do it in an environment that it's not like super high stretch stress. First three innings of the game, let him get his feet wet, and then bring in you know maybe Goody or something like that. Maybe not Goody because that wouldn't help anybody in the rotation, but whatever. You, know, you could put it together in a way that a bullpen day makes sense, starting with Hunter Green to give Wade Miley an off day. 
And I like that. And this is all coming from a trustworthy source. This is not something that I'm making up out of uh, the top of my head. I, I, I would love to see the Reds do this. And real quickly, too, as we uh, get ready for game two tonight, Wade Miley is scheduled to start. So to see him pitch against the Cubs, it's something that he did very well last time out because he was the guy that pitched in the big win. Whenever the Reds won 14 to 5, and he pitched seven brilliant innings. They were shut out. He only allowed four hits and one walk, and he had seven strikeouts. It was Heath Hembry who came in and gave up the five runs in the eighth inning, but whatever, Heath Hembry's not here anymore. So to see him come out and pitch again well and do it well against the Cubs here on Wrigley Field would be phenomenal, especially since him being the most consistent pitcher of the year needs to be the stopper today. The Reds are absolutely on a skid. We talked about them already. I use the graphic. I'll throw up the graphic again because I like it. Flat Reds. They're flat. They're running flat right now. And they need the Hulk, Wade Miley, to get them going. They're going to do it against a guy who dominated them in game two of that series at Great American Ballpark, and that is Adrian Sampson, a guy who that was his first start of the season. His, or I'm sorry, it was game three against the Cubs. Um, that was his first start of the season after coming back from overseas. He only pitched four innings, but he dominated the Reds. They did not get anything going against him, and then the bullpen shut it down from there. I'm sure we will see another situation where he maybe pitches four or five innings, and then the guy who came in after him and dominated the Reds even more, Man- Manuel Rodriguez, I bet that's what we see from the Cubs this time around. But looking at things for tonight, I I, I get it. It's a long season. It's really hard to say that games are must win, but tonight is a must win. And and I don't want to see the Reds pressing because they understand this, but David Bell was kind of pressing yesterday. You, You saw he was in peak David Bell mode where it's like substitution here, substitution here, pinch hitter here. We got a relief pitcher here. We're going to bring in and and we're going to take out Sonny Gray and he's pitching really well, but we need a run. That was the David Bell that most people hate because he's Tinker. He's Tinker Bell. I heard somebody say that on extra innings and I thought that was kind of funny. He's Tinker Bell because not because he's a, a fairy or flying around with wings and he's all glowing, but because he likes to tinker and that's what he did last or yesterday afternoon and it didn't really work now that's the thing when it works we all think that he's a genius but when it doesn't work it just kind of looks like you're you know running in place hopefully that's not the case today hopefully the lineup can get out you had a pseudo off day for Joey Vado. he pinch hit and he was the last out yesterday he's had a really bad stretch of like bad luck he hit into a couple of double plays in the tiger series he had a bad strikeout in that series as well. And then he hits a line drive out that was a really nice play. I think it was Rafael Ortega made the play, but a really nice play by Ortega to end the game yesterday. So hopefully he's some kind of fresh, ready to go for tonight. A little bit of an extended period between games because yesterday was an afternoon game and today is a night game. But we'll see. Uh, I'm really uh, the Reds need a win here, and, and I feel like they're going to get it. I feel like Wade Miley's going to bring it for him. I don't know that I really want to put money on that, but uh, yeah, I'm feeling good tonight. Here we go, Reds and Cubs, game two. 
Time for the Reds to win and win this series. That'll do it for us here today, though. Thank you so much for watching and listening to the Lockdown Reds podcast. If you're not subscribed here on YouTube, I would appreciate it if you do. Thanks to everybody that already does. And thank you to everybody that that comments and contributes with their thoughts and input on the Reds. And make sure you are following on your favorite podcasting app. Thank you to those who do there as well. But that'll do it for us today. Thank you so much for watching and listening. I will talk to each and every one of you tomorrow.